This is the all-news 765businessjournal.com radio show on WMUN, the talk of Muncie. Sponsored in part by Magna, Town of Yorktown, YMCA, Minatrista, IU Health, Muncie Public Library, MITS, and Ivy Tech Community College. Every Monday from 9 till 9.30 a.m., we'll talk to and about people and organizations trying to lift up Muncie. Economic development, job growth, and building our community up. Read all about it on 765businessjournal.com anytime, free, and on your radio now. On this Monday morning, we are live on January the 30th, 2023. I'm Steve Lindell, your host this morning of 765businessjournal.com radio. Without further ado, let's bring our guests in studio into the radio program. Brad Bookout from Augusta Consulting. Brad, good to see you and uh, look forward to hearing about our today's subject matter. Thank you, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here as always. And Bill Walters is director of the ECIRPD, which is clearly the longest acronym of any economic development entity, I think, on the face of the planet. Bill, can you confirm that? <laughs> that, is, that is it. That it is East Central Indiana's Regional Planning District, and uh, you are correct. It I, is a mouthful. I appreciate you coming in uh, later this morning. I might cycle back to the subject matter from last week. Uh, we had AT&T Indiana mm-hmm. talking about that incredible build-out and development of, of rural broadband and more. We're going to talk about some other things first. Okay. Uh, first of all, let's start with, with you, Bill, and the uh, East Central Indiana Regional Planning District. What is it? Who is it? Just broadly, our listeners probably don't even know much about that group. It is. I am one of 16 organizations throughout the state of Indiana. We are a regional organization uh, put together by IC Code. We have Delaware, Grant, Blackford, and Jay County. Uh, 211,000 citizens involved there. Uh, We are a rural planning organization. Uh, Most people know about an MPO. That is a metropolitan planning organization. Those are taken care of by federal dollars, go directly into major cities over 50,000. We work mostly with the smaller communities, the Delville, the Albany, the Swayze, the rural area that have a a smaller population, smaller government. That don't typically get as much attention. Exactly. We help them. uh, We kind of take care of what the metropolitan does with the major city as far as as roads and infrastructure, grants. We we work a lot with federal and state grants. Okay. How long have you been doing this business, this not business, but this work? Uh, this work, I was elected uh, to the town of Delville in 2011, so I started in 2012 with ECI as a representative to the board. Uh, in 2016, uh, I was uh, named executive director. Uh, we have, uh, out of that, you've got 33 elected officials that make up uh, our board. Okay, very good. We're going to come back to Bill Walters in just a second, talk about a, a recent grant, EPA, that uh, uh, came uh, your and our way and also, I'd like you to talk about brownfield assessments because I don't think everybody, myself included, knows enough about what that is and why that's important. Brad Bookout is sitting there looking at me. Holy cow, Brad. <laughs> what, what are your hands not in the middle of? You're always doing something. You, your, you know, you? brownfields has been a thing that has been uh, assigned to the regional planning district by default because 
it's a subject area that you know most <laughs> entities don't want to get involved with because exactly what you say, Steve, they don't understand it. And, and Bill and I, quite frankly, didn't either. Um, back in 2011 and 12, the East Central Indiana Regional Planning District uh, had received two grants from the EPA um, to do brownfield assessments in the regional area. Um, that totaled over a million dollars of work was done in the area. Um, we had reapplied just uh, last year for a new grant uh, for $500,000 uh, for Muncie, Delaware County area specifically to complete brownfield phase ones and twos. Now, brownfield, Steve, yep. is a property that has some sort of contamination on it from past uses or it has the perceived um, contamination on the property. So people may think it's contaminated. That classifies it as a brownfield. Okay. So, but, but, but I would assume, again, I'm being the, 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 the goofy radio guy question here, whatever contamination is either perceived or is actually there is obviously, I assume, deemed to be something that could be corrected or dealt with in some way, shape, or fashion. Absolutely. Safely. That, that, that either contamination or perceived contamination is limiting development or redevelopment of the site. I so, got you. I yeah. got you. Some examples of some recent brownfield properties. Can yeah. You... So, you know, any property uh, that you see in the community that may be a former gas station uh, that, you know, is closed and there may be underground storage tanks that may be leaking, maybe not be leaking at that site, former industrial sites, you know, uh, dry cleaners, tire shops, you know, anything where there's some sort of contaminant that may have gotten into the ground or the groundwater. Okay, Brad Bookout is my guest on 765businessjournal.com radio show. The web entity is always there. Please read about uh, this subject matter and more anytime, all the time there. Uh, back to you, Bill. Um, uh, the, the grant uh, that we were just alluding to coming from the, the EPA takes money to do things, obviously. And obviously, I would assume that your group's purpose is to know that that money exists. And then you've got to go through procedures and paperwork and applications. And, and it's, it's probably too complicated to explain on the radio in a half-hour show. We, I'll do my best. Uh, long story short, yeah. took about a year. Uh, we wow. Got, we got together. Uh, we started planning with an environmentalist, uh, with the grant writers, with our Washington, D.C. staff, with the mayor of uh, Muncie and the commissioners, Delaware County, the economic development side of it. Uh, it takes it, You're gathering a lot of information, tracks, where possibility of brownfields already existed from inventories, what existed in the virtual filing cabinet. Uh, one of the things Brad alluded to, uh, previous grants uh, uh, that we had was $1.2 million, and we did over 54 of those Phase 1 and Phase 2 assessments. But once that money ran out, there were still question and inventory and spots that weren't done. Uh, with putting this together, uh, we put together a steering committee uh, early in the game here of where we were wanting to target a brownfield, uh, you know, be it the inner city of three, three developments inside of the inner city and then outside of the county as well. Uh, the first two that we had, one was a county grant, one was a regional grant. This is specific to three neighborhoods, McKinley, uh, um, mm -hmm. yeah, McKinley, mm -hmm. uh, Industria, and, and Whiteley neighborhoods. All right. And then the rest of Delaware County on the outside as well. I'm seeing here, how many sites were identified as possibilities here? It's a big number. Yeah, there was over 100 sites identified. We, wow. we were looking at three main tracks. 
that hadn't had development in quite some time that had maybe gone around even from the first two grants where we had been out and around and picked major maybe bigger factories or uh, other facilities we kind of targeted other smaller neighborhood areas where that mom paw might have been or a grocery store or dry cleaners or something of that nature but to finish answering up your question, yeah. in that year's worth of work, uh, you brought together people from the city, people from the county, people from neighborhoods, uh, uh, community development, uh, environmentalists. Uh, it takes a lot. There's a lot of different players in this. And it took, like I said, just about a year to put it together, to put everything together in a way that the federal government knew that we would be successful in taking their investment of money and bringing development to an area. Bill Walters, uh, director of the ECIRPD. I do have to read that off the screen, um, full disclosure. The the many groups and organizations coming together on that particular note, I assume that is super hypercritical to have people and groups working together in order to have any possibility of turning a brownfield into something productive for a community. It is. You've got... It, 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 Partnerships, you've got municipality, private developers, uh, groups like ours, not uh, uh, foundations that get involved. And yes, you can. There's some that's been done with the with, with the uh, the last one. Uh, one in particular was an old hospital that was redone, defunct, was was really bad. Uh, we cleared the phase one and phase two for over 25 million dollars worth of development that created 54 homes. Uh, I think the long story short on that, that $1.2 million turned into about $55 million worth of development within about three counties wow. in a three-year period. So that's what that money does. It opens up the door for developers. It clears the pathway that they know that, that, it, that there's no liability to them. They know that cleanup's been done and there's no further action, and they can move forward with development for the community. This is 765businessjournal.com radio show. I'm Steve Lindell hosting today. Bill Walters is one of my guests. Brad Bookout is another one. Of those 100 sites identified as brownfields, uh, how many assessments are underway, Brad, as far as ones that are being looked at right yeah, now? Yeah, so there is a, a, a total of $500,000 that has been granted to the organization. We have four, just four underway right now. We're in the very uh, early stages Infinite. of this, the infancy of okay. the, the, the project. I, I assume so, we're very yeah. particular about which ones we choose to have assessments done about, right? Because we want them to get approved to move forward. Exactly. And the, the ECI Regional Planning District put together an environmental justice committee made up of representatives of the three target neighborhoods, McKinley, Industry, and Whiteley neighborhoods, um, to oversee the process of the application for those sites. All right, we're going to come back with more on this subject and some others within economic development for Muncie, Delaware County. Also, I wanted to talk a little bit more about last week's subject matter, this incredible rural broadband work that's being done that will benefit a lot of uh, places in Delaware County. That's coming up in a moment as we continue on this morning's edition of 765businessjournal.com radio on WMUN. Every pro is an MVP to us. As a Lowe's MVPs Rewards member, you can earn bonus points when you shop select products and brands. Then redeem them for exciting rewards like tools, sports memorabilia, e-gift cards, and more. Join today to become a member and start earning. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Subject to program terms. While supplies last, points expire at end of calendar year. Visit Lowe's.com slash MVPs bonus points for details. 
It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. Whether you're a weekend warrior or walking is more your speed, pain shouldn't slow you down. At IU Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, you can get the care you need to stay active. They expertly treat problems with bones, joints, muscles, sports injuries, and more. And they're right here in Muncie. It's the highest level of skill and convenience. That will keep you going. Visit iuhealth.org slash Ortho to learn more. Can you name one place where you can have access to nearly everything on the internet and in print, and even have a personal assistant to help you find what you're looking for? It's right here in your own backyard at Muncie Public Library. That's right, the library. Muncie Public Library wants you to know that there are four branches to serve you as you explore, discover, imagine, and create. Stop by any branch to see what's new, or visit us on our website, MuncyePublicLibrary.org. We all know MITS and their routes, but did you know they added a new drop-off and pickup location? Drum roll, please. The Muncie BMV. That's right, MITS is now shuttling riders for free every Thursday between 9.30 a.m. and 12.30 p.m. We are happy to keep connecting Muncie to the places they need the most. Plan your trip at MITSbus.org. MITS, keeping Muncie moving. Small town, big goals, great families. The town of Yorktown is more walkable than ever with trails connecting most of the neighborhoods throughout the area to play, relax, shop, and dine. They pride themselves in being a family town with many spaces for families to gather, be active, and enjoy the community with their neighbors. It's more than a town, it's an experience, and they hope families will make this their forever home. This is Yorktown, this is your town. Ivy Tech is the right choice for your new start. Whether you want to move into a high demand, high wage field, you workforce ready with a certification, or pursue your associate's degree, Ivy Tech can help. Classes are flexible, cost is affordable, and applying is always free. Email askmuncie at ivytech.edu for more information, or apply today at ivytech.edu backslash apply now. You belong here. Ford for All is not just a phrase, we stand by it. Stephen Brand here with Magna. We want to extend our congratulations to all the participants in Muncie's quest for the best. This was a phenomenal opportunity for new and existing businesses to be exposed to the citizens of this great community. Magna was proud to sponsor this amazing contest that highlights the hard work that is happening right here in Muncie every day. Thank you and congratulations once again. Magna, Ford for All. Weekly on radio and on demand. Look for the audio casts button on the all new 765businessjournal.com from WMUN, the talk of Muncie. On Monday, January 30th, we're live at 9.20 in the morning on the weekly radio program. 
We do the date and time stamp on our, our shows here because there's a lot of podcasting that goes on nowadays. We want you to be able to replay this and share it. This radio show will end up on our website, wmunmuncie.com, wmunmuncie.com, and you can uh, very easily see the buttons to listen and, of course, share and even save it if you wish for your purposes. This is 765businessjournal.com radio. Back to my guest, Bill Walters, director of the East Central Indiana Regional Planning District. We were talking about brownfields in our first segment how many how many sites are successfully back on the tax rolls because of those efforts? Uh, to date, uh, with me and Brad and the ECI's regional planning districts role, we have put in over thirty properties back on the tax roll. And that is thirty that is w- that were going through tax sales. We were not drawing anything. We were only stacking up liens on it, money that wasn't coming in. We took them, took them back, cleaned them up, got no further action letter, and these are back now on tax roll with. Oh, new owners. And uh, Brad Bookout from Augusta Consulting, I don't know if you have the numbers in your brain, but that is a positive number to have have uh, industries back on tax rolls. That's good for everybody. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really important to note that the Delaware County Commissioners are re- really active members of Bill's board. Very. And as a result of that, uh, they, uh, they're aware of commercial and industrial properties in the community that are not on the tax rolls and that need to have some work done to them. So they have strategically worked with the organization to assign those properties over so that work can be done to clean up brownfields. We release requests for proposals for new entities who will assume those sites, who will agree to do simple things like mow the grass, pay the taxes, you know, make sure that they're, they're keeping those sites looking nice for the neighborhoods. Yeah. So it's a partnership. And looking nice is a nice attribute, too, isn't it? Yes. Uh, this is 765businessjournal.com radio. Steve Lindell host, my guest, uh, Bill Walters, and Brad Bookout this morning. Uh, Steve, uh, before I run out of time this morning, the time goes so quickly. Last week, we had a really good uh, interview with Steve Rogers, uh, Director of State Government Relations with uh, AT&T Indiana. I asked him on to talk about that rural broadband initiative. I understand that that you, Bill, and ECI... RPD. And that uh, (laughs) were instrumental in pulling people and things together. Uh, Let's talk about the importance of that from your perspective for a minute. That started probably a year and a half ago. Uh, Worked in conjunction with uh, Purdue University. There was a a, uh, a Ameriserve program that was put together in the state of Indiana. Uh, I worked together with the Delaware County Commissioners again. We uh, acquired an Ameriserve consultant or representative fellow. He works in the area for two years, putting on one project and one project only. It was broadband. So, yes, we started working with Dr. Geraldo. We worked with the state of Indiana. Uh, we put together a steering team made up of representatives from throughout the county, from school, from police, EMS, uh, business, uh, every aspect that we could, and started looking at broadband and put together a plan. Um, with that, we started doing uh, uh, studies of where we were lacking in the area and what could be the best investment. Uh, with that, the Delaware County Commissioners had putting, put money from ARP uh, mm-hmm. plan over to expand broadband, which then we released an RFP uh, through the designated areas from the consultants and that steering committee of what areas needed to be addressed. And AT&T at the time with that, Mr. Rogers and them uh, brought back the best plan that the uh, the committee and the commissioners agreed on. It was, up, I believe, 1,284 residents that we are going to increase broadband to. Yeah. 
Now this is, uh, you know, this is a great project. I, I'm happy with it. But you're right. You, you just did it. That's a small sliver. We've got a lot more to do. There's a lot more money out there, and we're going to continue this program and keep moving it forward. We're running out of time, Brad. Any final thoughts from your chair on that particular entity, or the Brownfields, or both? Just yes. got a little time left. So uh, uh, broadband is incredibly important. You know, we have kids that are, you know going to fast food restaurants to hook into the Wi-Fi signals to yeah. do their homework and we're we're working every day to eliminate that so they can have brownfield or I'm sorry they can have internet right in their own in their own home absolutely yeah. super critical Brad book out from Augusta consulting always a pleasure Bill Walters thank you very much the director thank of you. the very long acronym East Central Indiana Regional Planning District. I didn't even look at the screen that time. <laughs> you can teach me. There this has been another installment, thank you, gentlemen, of the weekly radio program called 765businessjournal.com radio. Please use the website. The uh, managing editor of that property, Art Mike Rhodes, doing great work. Please send us ideas, thoughts, questions. Use the contact button on the web or just reach out by phone. Thank you for joining us on WMUN.